We hear the stories all the time. Man gets 20 to life for deadly assault or women sentenced to 10 years for drug trafficking. More men and women are being sent to jail or prison every day, and even more are simply sitting in jails to await their trials. Why are there so many people behind bars? And what really goes on behind those iron doors? Better yet, what happens when the people get out? The only way to know is to go straight to the source. This is Justice Uncovered. Welcome back, everyone. Today marks part two of a conversation that's already been happening with a man who has been out of prison for 30 years, yet still has some difficulty maintaining his footing in society due to his record. If you're new here, I welcome you. I suggest you go back and listen to part one so you can get a grasp on what we're discussing today. We'll be focusing more on how society views him as a result of his background and how that's affected his life and mindset. Let's get to it. So I guess my my final question would be, and this would be kind of about your experience within, did it affect how people saw you or how you saw yourself in relation to other people? I didn't give a damn about other people when I come home. Because that's how they made me in the penitentiary. I didn't give a damn about nobody. All I worried about was myself. And, well, okay, like my loved ones, like my sister, my niece and nephew, the ones who were trying to help me, you know, get, you know, get back into society. But basically, I didn't give a damn about nobody else. You know, and, you know, like, it's more like, they ain't gonna give me a job. They ain't gonna do this for me. Even though I applied for them, I applied for a lot of jobs and didn't get none of them. I had to go through a temporary, like I say, temporary service to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and actually, I tried to give me a, give me starting for working in the work field. People, you know, we don't, uh, most guys come out after doing a long year stretch. They don't be caring about other people. That's why they end up going back and, and end up hurting people out here. Because, like like I said, you, when you see people get stabbed and killed and, and you know, and molested in all kinds of ways, up there, it kind of hard, you know, hard as far as uh, opening yourself to other people. Well, being around other people, you let you know that yeah, it's, it's hard. But then, like I said, you can you can learn, you can come out, but you gotta be willing to change yourself. Penitentiary doesn't change you; it really doesn't. You gotta be willing to change yourself. You gotta make a lot. You gotta be have enough sense, enough smart about yourself to realize what you're doing ain't working. So you gotta be be willing to want to change. If not, you be end up going right back. It'd be like a rotating wheel for you. Right. The cycle would just repeat itself over and over until you finally decided, okay, I I don't want to come back here. I need to Right. And lot and a lot of guys, you know, that they, they they try to get any time more or less they give up to. You know what I'm saying? They try so hard and and then can't get a job here or can't get a job there. And instead of trying then they don't want this particular job. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but they try real hard, but it's just you know, they just give up and go for what they know, what they know how to do. It ain't so much that you know they uh they don't want to work. A lot of them do come out out and wants to work and wants to, you know, but it's so hard to get a job. And you know what I'm saying? They they got family, you know, just being around people who got money, being able to do this, being able to do that there, and they seeing all these people able to do this, and he's sitting there, he got a quarter in his pocket. Or he came by my cigarettes. He was better off in the penitentiary because at least he had cigarettes. And when they were able to smoke in the penitentiary anyway, when they had cigarettes, he had food, he had did this here. You know, he had a whole lot. He had more or less. He had more than what he had in the penitentiary than he had out here on the streets. And started to resent 
uh, and he started to look at things. So he ended up going back to work to what he knew how to do, to rob, steal, you know, bringing the house or whatever the case may be, whatever his, his trade was before he went in there. You know, so that's what he ended up going back to. It ain't that he don't want to work. It's just the time and this people that he needs a job now, not not next year. He needs a job this this month or next month. He needs a job to really try to support his family. He got a daughter or a son. He want to try try to take care of him. And like, you know, no help there. He, you know, and some guys like feel like I don't say all guys because the all guys don't take care of the kids. Right. You know, so but the ones who do want to try to take care of the kids, you know, go out and pick the kids up and take them to, you know, and try to get to know the kids and try, even if the, him and the girl ain't together, but still try to, you know, know his kids and be able to do for his kids and still try to establish a new life for himself because, you know, like I said, baby mama ain't there. Mm-hmm. She might know I want to be there else, and so he might try to you know, find somebody else, you know, and then he's still trying to get, uh, start a new life with that girl or that, you know, and that person, you know, and then they need money. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, so if if he ain't got no job, so he don't think he's gonna do reflect like what he know how to do. He can't get a job, you know. So that that's why a lot of guys end up going back, is because the mere fact the system ain't set up for him, you know, out here in society for him to get a job right away. He might get one eventually, but not right away. Not when he needed, and he needed like yesterday. Right. You know. So yeah, it does affect it's, uh, you know coming out here in society. It does affect. Then like when you come out here. You got a certificate and everything you say, you know what I'm saying? You got skill. And then it, we look down on the thing as you have ever been to a penitentiary before, you say no. And they find out you did, they fired you. And if you say, yeah, they don't hire you, hire you. And you know, you skill, you know, you have skills for it, you know. Then they ask you how much experience that you have, and you got to tell them where you learned it, how you learned it, and all this and so forth. So there's a lot of setbacks as far as like, you know, filling an application for a job. Well, I haven't felt I won lately in quite a few years, so I don't know what the criteria is as far as like uh, they they still asking have you been to the penitentiary or uh, where you learned this or how many uh, high school or high high grade you completed in school and all this. I, I don't know, but a lot of that do make uh, is a hindrance to guys who in the penitentiary coming home from being released from the penitentiary. It's a hindrance for them, right? And they actually do still, um, a lot of companies and employers do still ask that question, have you been arrested or incarcerated before? And they'll say, oh, what was your highest grade in school? Things like that. Those questions are still there. The thing that I have noticed is that a lot of times when they have those questions, they don't really, they don't always ask why. They won't say have you been arrested or have you not been arrested? Yes or no. At least the applications I've seen, they don't ask why, so they don't know the circumstances. They, they say, have you been incarcerated? And then they say, uh, if yes, say, if yes, for what? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, just okay, just what give you pounds up. I haven't been paying attention about 30 years or so, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going through a temporary service over here, over here off Grange um, Road. They, they they send me to Cleveland Clinic, okay, mm-hmm. for do to do a job which I know how to do. I haven't did a job in years, but I spoke I spoke to the guy. He said that's the old way of doing it. You know, I was going to be uh, mopping and waxing floors, or you know, stripping and waxing floors over there for Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I explained to the guy the way I know how to do it, and you know, he said, well, that's the old way. So he said, well, man, I like you because I at least you still know how to do it, and you know. And the character see out, and I said, I'll show you how to do running machines and do all or do all this. So I said, okay, cool. He said, I want to hire you. So, but he in order to hire me though, 
he has to, you know, run it through his supervisor. His supervisor said, yeah. So they had to run a, a check on me, though. Now, when they run a check on me, of course, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get the job at Cleveland County because my background, and it's been over 30 years. Right. And okay, now, well, I mean, hell, you know, 30 years now. Imagine, I've been, I don't have several jobs in there. My record's clean and so forth. I, you know, I don't have jobs. I'm making 15, 20, uh, one job, I'm making 30, $35 an hour. Hmm. Yeah, right. Okay, so now, okay, I'm working, I'm working for Cleveland Clinic. I won't be making what? 10, 50, I think it's $15 an hour, something, something up in there. Anyway, y'all, y'all still wouldn't hire me because of something I did 30 or something that happened 30 years ago. Men do it stuff for us, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you you, you can't keep punishing a person. Now, he already been punished by the penal system. He already did whatever. And they don't necessarily say that what he ever went to the penitentiary for is true. They actually did do it. That ain't saying that. Right. Because a lot of guys go to penitentiary don't ain't did. So I ain't say a lot of guys, but quite a few guys who have went to the penitentiary ain't do what they said they did. So now my question being is to all of us here, when do we get stopped being judged by society? I've been home 30 years, had no problem, no nothing. And yet I still can't get a job at Cleveland Clinic for something I know how to do. So the lady had called me back once I got back to the house. She called me that, that night and said, well, they ain't going to hire you because such and such. I said, okay. I had to, you know, take the grant, take that, you know. And it was an easy job, too. So I ended up, ended, up, ended up anyway getting another job anyhow. But the thing was, it's been 30 years or better that I hadn't been nowhere near the penitentiary. And yet I still can't, you know, I can't get a job. Yeah. So it's still holding over my head about whatever I did. You know what I'm saying? And for the last 10 years, for sure, I haven't been nowhere near the penitentiary. I had no assault cases, no nothing. Right. Yeah, so yeah, it's, hard, it's hard to adjust to society once you come home. Because a lot, in a lot of ways, society don't let you adjust. Yeah. It's very important for people to understand what goes on in the penitentiary and like how the adjusting process is not really fair towards individuals who have been incarcerated. And your question that you asked, when does it stop? When do you stop holding things that I've done in the past? And you said 30 years. Mm-hmm. You haven't been back in 30 years and they still didn't employ you because of that. And for me, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, OK, yeah, right. <laughs> it's been 30 years. Right. OK, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, if people don't care. You know, I mean, I understand Clean Clean is a big hospital, and they got to watch out for the people. You know what I'm saying? I understand it, you know. But at the same token, I deserve a chance like everybody else, just like they got the gun law out. Now, I did this. It's, it's stupid to me, okay, because I've been incarcerated. I, I'm not allowed to have a gun or carry one or have one in my possession. But yet now you don't legalize it to the point where everybody who wants to have, who want a gun can have a gun. That means they can strap a gun on them, and a host and walk them down the street with a gun on them. Now, if I get in a confrontation with a person who has a gun, you know what I'm saying, that person might decide, okay, because I'm physical, you know, and we get in physical or, or confrontation, decide to pull out because he's losing the fight or, or she losing the fight, pull out the gun and shoot me. Only difference is with a person who haven't been to the penitentiary, you don't know if, they, if they're going to use the gun or not. Right. But that, 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 but that's not saying that the guy who's been to the penitentiary is going to use his gun either. Just because he has one, you know, so I'm living in, in a society where everybody got guns but me. Right. 
how how's that? You know. So as they say, like, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You know, that's that's my philosophy as far as the gun go. You know, what we do, you know, you, you can't be in this world and you everybody got a gun but you. When the shooting gets started, what what you gonna do? Or if somebody tries to uh, uh, uh if you need to protect yourself. Right. I'm gonna give you I'll give you an example of what I'm what I if I was carrying a gun and I walking down the street and I see somebody raping a woman over there, or she being held up being robbed, I got two options. I can keep on walking and hope I can get past these people and, and not say nothing. They, whatever happened happens. Now they now, now what they're gonna get me for if they, if they ever find out I was around there or I seen this and knew what's going on, they're gonna make me uh, make me accessory to it because I should have told. Right. Okay. Now if I okay, say if I walk uh, I see this what's going on and I intervene or try to intervene, the guy goes around and use his gun and I end up tendency to have to use my gun, I'm still going to the penitentiary. See? Either way I go, I'm going to the penitentiary. Right. There's that double standard. Right. So what do I do? Do I intervene, try to help somebody? Or I just do I keep on going down screen, maybe whatever happened, happens. Either way it go, you know, yeah, it's a double standard for me. Because if, if I got a gun, you're going to send me a penitentiary. Even if I stop the guy, when I kill him, they're going to justify the killing. But they're going to tell me, they're going to give me a, a time for having a pistol on me in my possession. Right. See what I'm saying? They're going to, now I don't save this woman's life or this person's life, but now you want to put me in jail because I had this pistol on me. And I ain't supposed to have a pistol on me. So you're going to put me in jail now. Okay. Either way it goes, I, you know, so nine times out of ten, I walk past and hope they don't know, know I've been there. Right. You know, so they, whatever happened, happens. You know, so it's hard decisions. You know, we talk about stuff like this here about penitentiary because, and then the justice system itself downtown, when you first start off, ain't right neither. Lawyers just as crooked. They look for fame. You know, where they can get fame is they railroad some guys and knowing that where they ain't got nothing on this person, but they let this court system and try to get him, get him to cop out to it anyway, knowing that where they ain't got nothing on him. But they got they, they got the conviction though. That's all they care about. Okay, now anything else you'd like to know? Or do you get basically got an understanding what how our society really is? I definitely do have a greater understanding of it. And I really, I really appreciate you being willing to share your story. Mm-hmm. People need to know this. Okay, no problem, lady. I, you know, if you need me again, just call me, okay? Absolutely. All right, you have a nice one now. Thank you, you too. Stories like this, sadly, are not unique. The trials and traumas many people face while incarcerated forever alter their psyches, and upon release, society does little to help them with successful reentry. Without jobs and opportunities for positive change, as well as assistance to help them readjust, it can be difficult for ex-cons to gain their footing in the outside world. While many become success stories, a majority do not, and it's up to us as a society to magnify their voices above the noise of injustice and live by this truth that all men are created equal. As Brian Stevenson said, somebody has to stand when other people are sitting. Somebody has to speak when other people are quiet. The foundation has been laid, so let's stand and speak for true justice together.